0: So unless you're listening to this from some hopefully not too distant utopian future where we've got this pandemic sorted out, chances are you're right here in the weeds with the rest of us, sheltering in place and working from home or something close to that and trying to figure out what tomorrow looks like, just trying to put one foot in front of the other and maybe, just maybe, change out of your pajamas for the day. It's in times of crisis and uncertainty like this that I look to one place for hope and inspiration, for both insight and information. And that place is the romantic comedy. That's right, the rom-com. And at the peak of that mountain of wisdom, this cinematic gold mine, is the movie Hitch, starring Will Smith. And in case, for whatever reason, you have yet to put that film in front of your eyes, it's a film about a matchmaker who helps bumbling men get over themselves so that hopefully they can find a partner to share their lives with. And there's an exchange in the film that takes place with Will Smith's character Alex Hitchens and his new client, bumbling Albert Brenneman who's nervous and neurotic and freaked out and a little bit paranoid. And he's talking about his first date. And so Alex Hitchens is walking him through what it is that he should expect, what it is that he should look forward to, how it is that he should present himself. And so he asks Albert, did you get the shoes that I picked out? And Albert says, yes, but I don't think they're me. And Alex Hitchens says something very interesting. He says, You is a very fluid concept right now. In other words, You, air quotes, can be molded to fit the needs of the moment. You can be changed like a pair of shoes. This episode is about how your context can actually change who you are the you that shows up in the world. But it's also about a deeper you. A you that is flexible, but steady. A you that is open to growth and change, but is very much grounded in the present moment. What if I told you that your life right now is worth noticing? This is the Attention Collection. I'm Anthony Garcia. So, have you ever been around someone who is, I'll call it, socially confusing? And by that I mean, in one group, they're funny wild sense of humor, laugh out loud with reckless abandon. And then in another group, in a different context, they seem to be a little more reserved, a little more serious, perhaps a little more astute. And you're like, what's going on here? Who are you really? I used to think about this, and I used to actually call people who do that two-faced or fake. And what I've come to realize is that, sure, there are people who certainly just play to the camera, so to speak. They show up in certain ways to be accepted and approved by one group and then in a different way for another. That's certainly true. But I think what's often happening, and I think this is mirrored in my own life, I've seen it in myself, is that certain people bring out a different side of you, a different form of you in other words. And other people bring out a different one. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just the way it is. Certain context and certain circumstances bring out different elements of the construct that is you. And there's this saying that the real flavor of the tea comes out in hot water. You've probably heard that. And it's speaking about trials or hard situations or pressure, and what that reveals about a person's character or disposition at the end of the day. And I think one of the things that brings out certain elements of us that are otherwise not showing or hidden, whether intentionally or unintentionally, is fear. The fear of the present moment, the fear of uncertainty for what moments lie ahead And to illustrate that, I'm going to open up a little bit of my story for you. So I'm going to ask that you reserve judgment until, well, until forever, okay? So here's two stories back to back. Several years ago, before my wife and I had kids, we had just moved back into the house that I grew up in. It's the house I knew, it's the house I loved, it's the house I've been comfortable with my entire life. And we're in the house and it's nighttime, it's dark. We don't live in an area with a lot of street lights, so when it's dark, it is dark and the lights are out. The doors are closed and locked and our bedroom door is closed. And I'm in that space. You're not quite asleep but you're almost there. You're not going to have a conversation. Your eyes are closed. You're drifting someplace, but you're not quite there yet. And so in that space, I heard a terrifying sound. I heard the doorknob of our bedroom being twisted. Now, I mentioned this was before we had kids. It would be nothing these days for that door to be opened at any time, day or night. The twisting of a doorknob is a common sound on our bedroom door these days. But in that day, and in that moment, there were only two people that should have been able to twist knobs, and both of those people were in bed, basically asleep. And so in that moment, this surge of panic and terror and everything that goes in between there arose in me. And I don't know, I'm telling the story. I didn't watch it on film, but I felt my body lurch off of the bed. I don't even know, it was like a cat. I just jolted up. Next thing I know, I'm at the feet of the bed. The blankets have been thrown off. I'm standing in some kind of warrior pose with both of my fists balled up, ready to punch some mysterious figure. And I scream at the top of my lungs, Who is that? And I'm standing waiting for the impending attack. I'm waiting to go to war with whoever's behind that door with a knife or a gun or some kind of weapon. And then all of a sudden, the bedroom lamp clicks on. And my wife, Tanya, says, what are you doing? And there I stand in nothing but some boxer briefs and balled up fists staring at an intruder that isn't there. The door is not open the door is still closed. And then I see near the door, there is a, like a plastic, almost rubbery garment bag that had been previously balled up in a tight ball and sitting on this little table next to the door. And somehow it had unballed on its own It uncurled and then it had fallen on the ground. And the sound that I heard in that place of almost sleep of a twisting doorknob was just that plastic rubbery bag unfolding. And so I'm standing, heart pounding, blood pumping, sweating, ready to fight for our natural lives when my wife just starts half laughing and half panicking at the sight of me. Turns out, there was no danger. There was nothing to fear. But I have to be honest, in that moment, I was feeling myself. I was feeling pretty good about me, because what that proved was that I was ready for war. If, if, if it came to that, I don't want to. I'm a lover, not a fighter. But in that moment, I was ready to go to blows with whoever was behind that door. So my wife probably sat up in a cold sweat for the rest of the night because I basically gave her a heart attack. But when I got back in bed, I put my head on that pillow and it was a sweet, sweet sleep for the rest of that night. Now cut to a few weeks or months or some distance of time later, same bedroom, ready for bed, lights are going out, When all of a sudden in the corner, I see this gigantic creature that may have been a mouse or a rat or a skunk or something that should not be in a human home on the floor scamper up towards the wall. And in that moment, there was no warrior pose. There were no clenched fists. There were hands in the air And a screech as if I were on the front row of a Beyonce concert, losing my ever-loving mind. And I flung myself not forward to attack, but backwards to defend myself. I, I would have knocked Tanya out of the way to protect myself from whatever evil creature was scurrying across the floor. And then a very similar situation. My wife says, what in the world are you doing? And guess what? There was no mouse. There was no rat. There was no evil, vicious skunk. It was just clothing that had somehow slid across the floor. And so that feeling of pride that I had had with the invisible non-existent intruder immediately shriveled up when I realized that I was basically going to run for the hills away from a little harmless mouse. Now, this is not, by any stretch of the imagination, a commentary on some need for hypermasculinity or anything close to that. It's actually just an assessment of where I found myself in both of these situations. I would not have chosen it. In fact, I probably would have picked the other way. I would have thought myself to stomp a mouse and hide under a bed from an intruder. But in that moment, it just happened the other way around. And I think it illustrates the point I'm trying to make here. The me I thought I was or the me I would expect myself to be shifted and changed based on the context in which I found myself. And it revealed something to me. I think we're all in a moment of revelation. We're all finding out different things about ourselves. Some of us during this time didn't realize that we carried any kind of anxiety. We might have thought that we were impervious to any kind of anxiety. And then yet anxiety is showing up. Or maybe we're on the other end of the spectrum. If you would have told us a year ago that this were happening, we probably would have folded in on ourselves and freaking out, and yet in the midst of it, we find ourselves doing okay. But there's also another layer to this. Maybe some of us are finding ourselves vacillating between the two. We, in the morning, some days feel perfectly fine, and then unexpectedly out of nowhere, we feel dread. We feel fear and we don't know what to do. The you, the me, is shifting in the context and we don't have much explanation for it. I had a conversation with a friend the other day, a really good friend of mine, who said that it comes in different waves. It comes unexpectedly, his days look virtually the same and yet today can be a good day and tomorrow can be a day that he just wants to get over with and move on. Nothing changed throughout the day and yet he finds himself in a different place emotionally and mentally. Can I just submit? That whoever you feel yourself to be in any given moment during this circumstance is okay? Is there a way we can carve out some grace for the me and the you that is feeling anxious and afraid and nervous? That we can simply stand back and notice and say, wow, I wouldn't have expected it. And then when we find ourselves in a really good place, when things are going great, when we feel good, where we actually feel rejuvenated and appreciative of the time that we find ourselves in, just because it's giving us clarity or because we have more time with our loved ones or we're going out on walks that we didn't used to go on. Can we not fix ourselves to that identity and assume that that is always going to remain? Perhaps you find yourself uncomfortable with the fact that you don't feel consistent. You just want to be okay, or at least just know how you're going to feel later or tomorrow, and you just feel like it's up and down and all around. I think a lot of us, if not most of us, feel the way we feel because we're either living in the past, thinking about how life used to be, good, bad, or indifferent, or we're living in the future. We're fearful about if the money's going to dry up or if we're ever gonna get out of this or what is life going to look like on the other side, but the truth of the matter is there is no past and there is no future, those things don't exist because we can never step back and we have no idea what's coming tomorrow. The only thing we have is the present moment. And I think, and and people who are much wiser and more open and more in tune than me have written extensively on this, I think there's a you that exists right here in this present moment. Are you that can see the anxiety, the fear, the nervousness, the whatever arising and look on it lovingly and openly, not cling to it, not identify with it, not say that's me, but realize it's a pair of shoes that I'm going to put on or I'm going to take off and that can also see the you that feels just fine about everything and accept that you for what it is as well, knowing that things are going to be good or things are going to be bad and that those two realities can exist in the same day and we are going to be okay. In my experience, whenever I can bring myself out of the mental past and out of the imagined future, and just show up in the present moment. There's a savoring that happens. There's an awakening that begins to happen. There's a comfort that begins to arise in me. It's not a comfort that has anything to do with certainty, because everything is uncertain. There's nothing normal going on right now, but it's a place of grounding that says, here I am right here, just this, Just here, just now. The you that shows up emotionally is, in fact, a very fluid concept. And the you that you present to the world around you for whatever reason is, in fact, fluid and subject to change. But there's a you, a grounded, deeper you that is connected right here in the present moment. And there's a strength that comes in the present moment. There's a hope that comes in the present moment. And it's my experience, and maybe you can agree, or maybe you can try it on for yourself, but there's a peace in this present moment. And that's a you that can't change by context or by circumstance. That's a you that's unshakable and unmovable. And if the you that listens to podcasts enjoyed this, Feel free to share it with someone. If you haven't already, subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and join us on Facebook and on Instagram, where this goes from being a monologue to a conversation. And that's where community happens. And that's what the attention collection is all about. Until next time.